Welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. Today's topic is identity politics. (laughs) You know, I think people would expect me to sit here and bitch and complain about everything I do not like about this philosophy. Well, sure, yeah. But that ain't my problem with it. Okay, so what are we actually talking about here? Please read number 10 from the uh, Council of American Witches. Our only animosity toward Christianity or toward any other religion or philosophy of life is to the extent that its institutions have claimed to be the only way and have sought to deny freedom to others and to suppress other ways of religious practice and belief. Here's what I'm seeing. These people that are pushing these identity politics, the whole nine yards. Uh-huh. Yes. You have to believe our way or we're going to cancel you. We're going to dox you. We're going to try our best to make sure you get fired and never have another job. Okay. It's basically what they're doing. If you do not believe our way, then this. Yeah, that seems to be the way things are going nowadays. Right. To me, I'm seeing this as nothing more than the new Spanish Inquisition. You know, it's the same thing. You're, you are forcing us to believe in something we don't. Now, with that said, I don't have the right to tell these people what to believe in. If y'all want to believe this, go ahead. We're not stopping you. I might argue or debate why in the world I don't like it or you don't, you know, why you might not like that. But at no time am I sitting there telling anybody, no, you cannot do that. I do know I even sit here and I fuss about people using words, you know, like traditional witchcraft for us traditionalists and everybody else is just Wicca. And that's just my viewpoint. You know, y'all can hate me if you want on that and we can debate it. Right. But I'm not telling you have to. My whole view on on the word witch. Yes, I believe you have to be initiated to be a witch. And those who are not, no, aren't witches to me. But I'm not going to sit there and have a freaking meltdown like a freaking Karen because some woman wants to call themselves a witch because it's, well, a day that ends in Y. (laughs) or because they read a book you with me Uh uh-huh y'all keep it why in the world do y'all keep on forcing it on us why do you have to force it on everybody else i mean i'm sorry these words came from our elders elder right i mean y'all realize this what is it anything old is no longer good well if that's the case then there's a lot of people in the uh pagan community that just need to stop well, that just need to go away. Right. Including us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? No, we can't sit there and tell other people. But then the same thing's true on the other end. Thorne Mooney signing the piece of paper saying that the um, other Gardnerians who believe that male and female and blah, 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 and she stood up again. That, to me, is a Spanish Inquisition thing. She is forcing her beliefs on other people which is, again, against a lot of the principles of witchcraft and the occult and the whole nine yards. We don't do this shit, but yet we're doing it. Right. We're not, you, we're not supposed to be the ones telling people you need to believe this way or you need to act in this manner or you need to do this, you need to do that, but yet that's what we're doing. Well, again, trying to get people to understand, like my problem with Taya Kennedy is not the fact that what she did or what she says on her stuff, she can believe whatever in the hell she wants. My problem is she keeps on calling herself one of us. Right. And not playing by the rules. All right. I mean, I'm sorry if I called myself Wicca, Wiccan or whatever, 
I'd have to play by the rules, but I'm not. Well, as far as that goes, there really are no rules. No. But, I mean, but do you, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, there's rules in traditional craft. Well, yeah, of We course. have the laws. We have rules. We have things that we have to follow. We don't have a choice on these things. But I'm still back to how in the world do these people think they have the right to tell us that I have to believe men can get pregnant now? Where do you have the right to tell me that just because a woman has her damn boobs chopped off that she's a man now? And especially if you're going to the logic of, hey, we can cut off breasts, but God forbid if a six-year-old asks for breast implants. Right. Or a tattoo or anything. I mean, it's still a body modification. It's still a body modification. I mean, I get a little bit more hyper with kids because kids can't choose. Kids are easily influenced. Right. Kids don't make the best decisions. No. And shouldn't be. Hence the reason they have parents to help them make those decisions. Right. What do you what do you see? Do you see what I'm seeing or am I just full of it? Yeah, well, no, I I do. I see a lot of the same stuff and it's disconcerting for sure. And then, you know, along the same lines as what you were talking about with the male and female and the gender reassignments and all that other stuff. I mean, we just saw not too long ago, we just saw a thing on YouTube about a man who literally just falsified his license in Canada in Canada to say he was female. And then he entered a weightlifting competition for women showed up in a male singlet with a beard, full beard, didn't change, didn't shave, didn't do nothing to even appear female said he was transgendered and they let him in. No problems, no questions asked. And he shattered the records with like 370 pounds. And I'm sorry. I watched that when he did it, he looked like he was doing a warm up. And I have a problem with this. This is this is people being sheep. And they're just following along with whatever they're told. And I'm sorry, I can't do that. It does baffle me, the logic we have in the community on this, considering we are a centrist religion around females. Yes. I, I want you to think about that for a minute. Our whole religion is literally around women. Right, it's it's been centered around goddess okay. worship from its inception. So what? It takes a man to be a real woman? I I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You know I, I'm still surprised the Dianics are not, like, setting their hair on fire. Right? Come on, y'all. Oh, Where you at? Come on. Where y'all at? <laughs> I have some reliable thoughts here. <laughs> and it's y'all should be the ones sitting, you know, out there going, what in the hell are y'all doing letting men and women spend? No. Yeah, how come we're, how come we're not seeing that? I mean... Y'all, step up. <laughs> Come on now. This is your territory. Again, to get back to the central theme of this was, is that's my problem with this. All right? Again, you can believe whatever you want. We can argue over ethics and morals and stuff like that. Right. right? And debate all that all, all we want. But you can't sit there and tell me I have to believe something. Absolutely not. No. That I have to do it this way or anything. No. That goes against the whole entire spirit of paganism in, a, in its whole. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, it's not like you're on a job where you're being told you have to do things this way. This is the standard. This is it. It's not the same. Oh, no, no, no. We'll accept those standards at work because we realize they're made this way or whatever to keep us safe in the whole nine yards. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's a completely different thing because when it comes to paganism, 
we are our own. Right. So it's not my place to tell you this is the right way to do it. I can tell you I don't agree with what you're doing, but I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for doing it. I mean, I don't know what the actual percentage is, but from my understanding from all the years I've been around that, most pagans tend to lean more libertarian. You know, I don't know anymore. I mean, (laughs) see, I mean, political climate nowadays is just so. I mean, but when we were coming, when I was coming up in this and we were all, we had the gathers and stuff. Most of the people I met were more leaned. They might call themselves Democrats or Republicans or whatever. But when you sat down and talked to them, they more leaned more libertarian. Right. It's just nobody wanted to be libertarian because God forbid you actually voted for a party that loses all the time. I know. right. I mean, but they don't have bad ideas, but, you know, I don't think they have always the best, but right, there's something to work there. I mean, come on. Anyway, but yes, this is my problem. My problem is, is yes, that these people doing this, and I've seen them do it. I've seen them on Blue's channel do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sit there, go, no, 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 no. You can't believe this way. You can't criticize this person like that and blah, blah, blah. All right, because we had a whole entire incident there where I was sitting there going, well, isn't this what in the world this woman doing? Technically, cultural appropriation because she's stealing from the Christian culture. But no, everybody's like, no, 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 that's fine because it's the Christians and we don't like them. Right, we've been traumatized by them for so, for so long. long, and we're gonna we're gonna find whatever we have to to justify. Right, but yet if it was any other culture, anything else, these people would be up in arms. That's hypocritical. Right. And and for reference, that was it was a Blue Sage, the animated witch. Right. Uh his YouTube channel and it was a video on Black Lent. Uh, right. Which the only other comment I made there was, you know, just look at her. Which people came back and was like, ah, that's fat phobic. I- I'm sorry. I am not responsible for what you think. Yeah, well, I mean that was a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but I- I'm still back to Again, this still falls under this as far as I'm concerned. I am not responsible for what you think. Right. You are responsible for what you think. Right. And I can tell you, I I can make a statement, but I can't tell you how to interpret that statement. I I worked in electronics. Electronics diversity is like completely insane. Right. All right. I mean, I was like the only white guy with somebody from uh, India in front of me and Taiwan on the other side, Mm -hmm. every damn last one of them were amazing people to work with. Right. So I'm looking at the the guy from India, and I asked him where he was from. Oh, what do you mean? And that whole nine yards of this is some type of racial. No, I'm actually curious. I'm a pagan. I'd like to know more about their culture, not from a travel fucking book. Right. I want to hear that more personal. Oh yeah, we used to go down here to this deli, and we we'd we'd you know get this kind of candy or whatever as kids, and then we'd go over here and do. But you can't ask that anymore because God forbid identity fucking politics. Right. Nobody can learn or do anything about anybody because asking anybody any questions now is either racial or whatever. Because everybody has to be ignorant. You off that soapbox yet? Well, no. You want to talk about the melting pot? And doesn't that also recor- uh, also mean you know culture too? That all the culture is supposed to melt together here, right? Along with all the races and everything else, people. Uh, duh. Yes, I'm off the soapbox. 
Okay. Yeah. Anything, anything else you'd like to say about this? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. All right. This topic is going to be fun. I don't know how we're going to approach it, but we're going to try. Mental health. What should we do as a society regarding mental health? This is an interesting question for me because back in the 50s and stuff, we had sanitariums for these people that had these longer problems. Remember? Longer problems? Yeah, where they're going to need... Oh, more long-term care? Long-term care. All right, yeah. The problem is, is that they, well, they became corrupt. Yeah. You know, they would bring these people in, take the money, and just let them sit and swallow, you know, filth and stuff like that. So they quit doing it. Well, sure, because families just dropped them off and forgot about them. And forgot about them. You know, I'm, so I'm not going to argue about families dropping them off or not if this is right or wrong, all right? All right. Because I can understand where some people might be like, I, I can't do it, where it's too rough. Other people, no problems. All right? So not trying to degrade. But we got a lot of people out on the streets, and a lot of them seem to have problems. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you think we ought to do? Should we open the sanitariums back up? Should we have places kind of like like military bases where they're fenced in and stuff like that, where these people can live a life, but their environment's a whole lot more controlled to help them? I don't know. I mean, theoretically, these folks could go to, well, and I don't know how it is in other states or other countries, but where we are in North Carolina, we have state health departments where people can go and get free treatments or yeah. they can get free diagnosis. But it doesn't stop the person that's, that has psychological problems living out on the street. Well, no, but those people could go get help. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but the majority, that, but that's my point. The majority of these people aren't. They don't want help. There are some of these people that are out there and they want to live this way. Very true. Well, I think in in that case, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you do you lock them up? Well, I mean, essentially, that's what it is. Even I mean, if you put them in an environment where, yeah, they have basically, you know, excellent it, living quarters. They have well, not even excellent living quarters. If they're wanting, to, well, I'm talking about areas that are fenced off to where if they want to live in a tent, blah blah blah, there, but they have an easy access to get food, showers, materials. But yet it's guarded enough to where drugs are easily controlled coming in and out. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That way, those those people that are sort of on that line, that are conscious or somewhat sane enough to live a life, that they can live in this, but with less fear of hurting themselves or other people if they happen to have an episode. All right, but how do you make that determination? Well, I guess we would require professionals to sit down and to, Hey, this is the type of care you need. What I'm thinking is like a long-term care facility mm-hmm. for old people. Like we do like the, um, the communities where there's a little bit of help, but not a lot. Oh, okay. Like an assisted living. Right. Versus something else. You know what I'm saying? Where you sort of set up a city just for them where they can have, jobs and do certain things and 
it might not actually be real money, what we would consider on the outside world, but in there it works. Well, that way these people can still be productive members of society, but controlled to a certain extent. I guess. And, and you're probably talking like jobs that would benefit the outside society. Well, no, I'm talking about in there, them, them running their own shops, their own grocery stores and stuff. Oh, okay. Do, do you see what I'm saying? So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like our prison systems where, you know, we have inmates making license plates. No, no, no. This would be a person would get up, go to their store, the grocery store, even though they might have psychological problems. But because of the environment that they're in, it's easy to switch employees out and the bosses understand what the world's going on. Okay. To a certain extent. Because again, these stores aren't made set up to make profits. But then, who's who's going to run all of that? Who's going to be responsible for that? Is that going to be placed on our governments? Well, I, I don't know. I'm, our I'm governments just asking are questions. corrupt as it is. Oh wait. I, oh yeah, you said that. Hold on. Let me define a real <laughs> answer here. Yes, they're corrupt. <laughs> I mean, how how are we going to trust the government to take care of that? Well, I mean, how do we trust the government now to do this stuff? We, we don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason we still don't have universal health care. <laughs> right? I mean. Right. We can't trust them. So how, well, I mean, how are we going to trust anybody for that matter to run something like this? Yeah, Right. Because again, you also run into the, what if somebody doesn't want to go into these? Do we force them there? I mean. I don't know if this is a feasible solution. Well, I'm just saying, I think we need to start thinking about stuff like this. The sanitariums, when they originally came out, were good ideas. There were people there that cared about them. It's just over time, it became too much. Well, yeah, and let's face it, a lot of the um, quote-unquote care those people received was experimental, and it was very dangerous and... Well, which a lot of that's changed over the years. Of course it has, yeah. There, I you mean, know. there's better treatments now. There's better solutions. Because I I know they still do electric shock, but it's a whole lot more targeted and under sedation and all this other stuff to make it less traumatic, traumatic and harmful. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm being... Okay, as I, long as you realize that that doesn't actually sound... Good either way, right? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'll, I'll admit, I, I was one of the first people when I became a super, finally became a supervisor. And I that was one of my areas was the psychiatric unit uh-huh. as a housekeeper to monitor. Yeah, one of the nurses explained this. No, 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 we still do this, but we do it at lower voltages and stuff like that. We've we fine-tuned it enough to where it's not as like it is in the movies. Okay, but it still doesn't sound like a it good don't therapy. It sound good. But it actually does help. I'm quite surprised. Don't know why. Hey, that's all the lady told me and like they do it under anesthetic. But anyway, so. Right. I just, I, I just don't know how feasible something like this would be. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be other options. Well, see, I'm I'm thinking in an environment like this, if the boss, because we're talking about like the bosses of these stores aren't actually there as bosses of stores. They're there as counselors and stuff like that. All right. They're just happen to be in this environment. Hey, we're just trying to teach you how to 
deal with your issues in this type of environment. So if you decide to go out into the real world, you might be able to deal with it better. Okay. I can kind of see that then. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Cause I'm thinking of these places as like a testing ground for them to gain their confidence. So it would kind of be more like, um, more like a m- medical treatment facility type thing. Right. Where well, you're as a, as disguised as real ordinary. life. Yeah. Real, real life. life. Because again, we have this problem when you're training people and stuff like that. Like I'm like, I hate to put it this way. When I train people to like strip, strip and wax floors, I can train you in about two weeks, but I will sit there and tell you it's going to take six months to a year to become professional because you have to run into how in the world all this way is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. I right. feel like in this environment, we can put these people in these situations to where if they do freak out or anything, it's controlled. They can calm them down and bring them back to a safer place instead of them just trying to do it in life. And I'm sorry, the bag boy ain't got a clue what the world's going on. Why in the world some lady's like freaking out because right. somebody touched her. Right. I, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not nothing wrong with her, but that kid's going to handle it completely wrong. Oh, absolutely. But if you're in an environment like this to where that some of the people that are in the store managing or whatever have that psychological training to help these people to get to a better place. Instead of just leaving them out on the streets, I find this sad and desperate just to leave these people that have these psychological problems out on the street like this. Right. But again, how do you, how do you get those people into something? Right. Into this type of treatment? Do you force them? Do you force them? Do you sit there and go, look, you know, you're going to pack up your tent and stuff and we're going to take you to a different place to where it's not as far for you to walk for food and facilities and stuff like that. We're not kicking you out of your tent. We're just taking you off this street corner and taking you over here to this camping ground. Yeah, but what if they don't want to go? I don't know. That's that's my point. Do you go ahead and do you force them or do you try and convince them? I, I, I would say you try to convince them. And especially if you can get their other friends or some other people that have you've already convinced to go to come back and talk to them about how much easier it is and stuff like that. They still have their freedom and all this. They feel like it, but it's a little bit more controlled area. You know, they can go to sleep and not worry about somebody stealing their shit because they know there might be more guards walking up and down. Maybe not just mess with anybody, but just to make sure you don't mess with somebody else's property. Because you can't do this out on the streets of L.A. You can't do this. I can't see them doing this out on the streets of over here in in Charlotte. No. But do you see what I'm saying? Where does this actual kindness come from? At what point do we sit there and go, yeah, we know it's going to be rough on them, but we need to put people in the situations. We need to get them to learn how to, even us, to face our fears about things instead of just running away and screaming at the top of our lungs because we don't want to hear what the other side has to say. I mean, this to me goes beyond just the people we're talking about that are the extremes. What do you think? I mean, it's, it's something like this could have big implications, yeah. you know, and it, it could be a good thing. It does it have its potential to go really bad? But, yes, but so does everything else. Well, and I realize you're going to run into the same problems, not my backyard. 
Nobody wants any of this stuff in their backyard. Nobody wants the low house in, you know, housing in their backyard. Nobody wants the right. Well, I mean, ward I, in their backyard. I mean, in all honesty, if I had the money and I had the property, I would donate it to something like this. Right. To build, you know, have somebody come and build whatever type of community just to test it out, see if it even works. Right. I'm not talking about, you because know. Because, I, you know, I think it's got good potential. but I, I think it does, too. And I, Again, I think it might help to put people in control, well, what seems uncontrolled, but actually controlled right. situations. Right. You don't know what in the world that guy, the guy that has psychological problems, is going to do just going to the grocery store. Well, and see, I, I think it could work both ways because not only would you have a place to get some of the homeless people off of the streets, per right. se. Per se. But you, you would also have a place where, quote unquote, everyday people who might have an issue dealing with homeless people or dealing with people with psychological disorders could go and under supervision work on their interaction with other people. Well, I mean, and if, so, I mean, I, th- there's potential here for a lot of applications. Well, see, and I'm trying to think of like families. All right. Right. If I had a family member who's just gone nuts, won't take their meds, whatever. And it's living out on the streets and stuff like that. I would probably get, if I could find them, Try to convince them because then I I know where they are. I can visit them. Yes, I realize you're living in a tent. This is what you want for right now. But I can still come and see you and know that you're safe. Right. You know, I'm not sitting there wondering, hey, you know, am I going to pick up the paper and find out they got killed in the alley because they decided to overdose on drugs or something. Right. Because they were having some type of manic attack. You don't know. No, you don't. But I I think we need to make a safe environment for these people so they can learn to grow and interact with the world. You know, to where in the world they have places they can live and go and not be picked on or poked at or pointed at. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean because I'm I'm sorry, the real world's not a kind place all the time <laughs> no it's not <laughs> you know I, I just hate to be that way but it is something we need to deal with we all need to deal with at some point even in craft we we have to deal with these issues we have to find a way to get people i don't want to say fix or whatever but get them to a place where they can live a better life well, yeah, because even even in our classes when we teach meditation, we are fully aware that there could be a situation, and there have been, where meditation's not going to be the fix for everybody. No. And somebody or a couple of somebody somewhere down the line are going to need some professional help. I mean, which I think we've said plenty of times when we talk about meditation. It's not a fix, but it is a tool to help. Right. But, I mean, we have known quite a few people who were able to work through whatever it is they needed to work through just by meditating and 
talking with coven members. Right. And but that's count- not going to work for, you know, that's not going to work for everybody. No, and we're fully not. aware of that. And we we make sure that people know, look, this is not going to be easy and you may need some additional help that yeah. we can't provide. So, yeah, it is something that the pagan community needs to be aware of. And that is something that we need to talk about. I mean, because I'll be the first one to tell you every priest, every priest and priestess out there should have a list of people who counsel. Yes. From people who do sliding scales based on income for those who don't make as much to those who do specific style training for specific problems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that way you can go to a therapist who is specifically designed with, who, who have trans issues in their mind and how to deal with it and help these people to come up with what's best for them. Right. To make sure that they are emotionally and mentally stable enough to live a good life. Right. You see, I think that's where a lot of people get confused about us is we see things as you don't fix the problem per se. You fix it enough for you. Right. It's like you, you I, I'm never going to sit there and tell anybody, oh, no, no, no. You need to go out and find the perfect man or woman. No, no. You need to find the perfect insane person to match you. Right. <laughs> Someone who compliments your insanity. <laughs> pretty much kind of what we did <laughs> 30 something years later <laughs> all right. so I, th- I think that's all i have to say about this i think that's it all right thanks for listening join us next week for another episode pagan coffee talk is brought to you by life temple and seminary please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information as well as links to our social media facebook discord Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. Mm-hmm.